Well, 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 guess what? It's 2023, it's the ninth year of the show, and I am more than elated to be able to say this once again. You're welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Sean and it's an absolute pleasure to be able to bring you this show once again in this brand new year. What an incredible time we've had so far and what an incredible time we're going to be having this year. You'll be seeing a lot of changes um, in the show this year, including sometimes the formats that we take. There will be a lot more of um, technology news coming your way as well. And um, it's, it's going to be really, really exciting. We are going to start off the year with a conversation with one of, should I say Ghana's really bright moments when it comes to stories of perseverance and, and just pure grit. Um, my guest on the show, Joe, has been on the show before and he is basically the brain behind Technova. And I, I sat down with him somewhere um, in Accra and had a conversation with him about what it's been like building a technology business and he is, his focus is mainly on technology news so he writes technology news and he's been trying and finding ways of expanding his business and he does share with us some really important um, thoughts and stories about and, and nuggets of wisdom basically about what it actually means to stay the course you, as, as a business owner um, much less a technology business owner you, you you do know for example number one things are changing all the time you do know also for example that it's not the easiest to raise funding to build your business and so for someone who just loves you know reporting on technology news you just wonder how has he been able to do it over the years and so you know that is what we're going to be de- discussing um, with Joe on the show, Joseph Albert Curry. Um, it's it's always a pleasure talking to him because you know he he has a very unique viewpoint on 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 the tech scene, and he he joins us to to discuss what it actually has been like over the years writing about tech. So I do hope you're ready. I do hope you're as excited as I am because, you know, always having having Joe in the studio is, is always a pleasure. But anyway, you're welcome to the show. Um, my name, once again, is Philip Pashon. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, please feel free and share your thoughts with us on uh, WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. This same number is actually available on Telegram as well. You can also message us using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-E-S. My name is Joseph Albert-Kuri. I am the creator and editor of Technova GH. We are a tech news company or a tech news website where we promote and write stories about the tech ecosystem in Ghana and also in Africa as well. So we do different content. We do written publications. We're going into podcasting now. We have new shows coming in 2023. And we're also going to do a lot more stuff as far as events and other things on the pipeline. Walk me through the... 
the beginning of it all. And I'm saying this because, and feeding back into the main topic for the conversation for today, we always do get to that point where we see what we want, but sometimes we forget that the environment sometimes that we work in yeah. can, can really cut out dreams like very, very quickly. True. Especially in a situation where we don't have people issuing, for example, end-of-year reports for you to be able to do, especially the tech companies don't do quite a lot for for you to even report on a lot of the time or half of the time. For even those who do, you get to hear about it everywhere else, even before the local companies actually do anything about it, before you even get an interview, you know, they will have to check with the global team. The environment and the stress that the environment presents... Like, how, how have you made it so far? How have you stayed the course as a technology entrepreneur for, for five years? I mean, yeah, in the beginning, it was very tough. I mean, when it comes to, like, the Ghanaian, like, landscape, for instance, just finding the data to even start writing a story is very difficult yeah. because you don't, you don't put out information out there. As you said, companies don't put information about themselves. You don't know who is doing what. You don't know the numbers. Like, you don't know if such company made revenue this year. We have no idea. So it's really on you or on us, like as Technova, to kind of search every new source we can, gather information, you know, try to text people, do you know this, do you know that, and then try to put something together. So in the beginning, it was so difficult, we had to like basically guesstimate or try to figure out how to even put a report together, a new story together. Mm-hmm. And so that was an us hard in the beginning. I think but after we started doing it and gathering some momentum, some companies would reach out to us and say, oh, um, would you consider doing a story on us? And I will say, okay, we need some information about this, like how long have you been going? You know, you funded, like only founder, like are you getting funding from, new so- from this source or that source? So eventually it picked up. So like year one was kind of hard, just trying to get information, but we tried our best trying to get new stories here and there. Year two, okay, people are knowing about us now. They're reaching out to us. They want to support us. Maybe they know somebody who has some information you can get, things like that. So that's how it kind of picked up. It was kind of just momentum. Like, we gather, do something small, get attention here. People want to know about the information. So, yeah, it was just like little momentum here and there to eventually to the point where we figured, well, people also want to know other information about tech. So we also started doing our database gathering, you know, looking across past news sources, putting stuff together on paper. We use like an air table, basically a database to just collect information, find out who are the startups in fintech, what are the startups in agriculture, has there been news about funding, we put the numbers together, all that stuff. So it's a bit, a bit of, um, you know, initiative on my end and also some support from external factors. But you're building, you're building from scratch, literally. And, and that's yeah. what it really feels like. Yeah. It feels like you are building the base of technology reporting in a country, yeah. you know. And that, is, that cannot possibly be on one person to carry. <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's been me most of the time. I'm not going to lie. Like, I have actually stayed up late nights just trying to gather information. You know, I'm up at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., just still searching, Googling, you know, trying to email people like, hey, do you have information about this, about that? So, yeah, it's all those five years, like late nights, you know, reaching out, going to events, networking, asking people about the information, have information. So it's been a long process, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it feels like a thankless job, right? You're just kind of, like you said, building a thing from scratch. Like, yeah. 
yeah. doing, doing this work. I'm not, I'm not getting funded by, you know, any external parties. Nobody is giving me funds to actually do the work. But I know that in the end, somebody's going to look at this information and say, oh, we know what's happening in Ghana as far as the tech scene. So let's maybe try and invest in that country and see what we can get out. Or maybe they want to know information about South Africa, things like that. So the fact that I am helping in that aspect actually helps me or motivates me to keep going in that, you know, that direction. The soul of or the purpose of this conversation is to find out from someone like you who've seen the ups and the downs of it all about how to survive, how to keep the doors open, right. how to stay the course. Because you do start off with a vision. Mm-hmm. The environment and everything else will mess you up at some point. Yeah. But then... How have you stayed the course? If you can, if there are some nuggets that you can share about how you've managed to stay the course, some of the key lessons that you've you've picked up over the period. Okay, I think one of the most uh, known, the best things I've done so far is kind of I've been more about networking. So me naturally, I'm an introvert, so I'm not a fan of like big soirees or big events where people are around, but. I have learned to adapt and do more networking. So if I'm at events, I'm always asking people around me, like, oh, what do you do, things like that. And eventually it has paid off because they will come back to me and say, oh, I know something about this. You should check it out. Which then helps me to gather more content, build more, you know, relationship with media and tech as well. So in that aspect, networking has helped a lot in that aspect. And of, of course, as the brand grows, technology brand grows and gets more visibility, I get outside people emailing me and saying, oh, we see what you're doing. How can we help in this aspect or that aspect? So, yeah, networking has been really good for me. So just knowing people here and there and getting contacts has really been beneficial. I see. So how does an introvert get to be an outrovert or extrovert just so that they can either land a deal or get their business running? Because... I can imagine this is you stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, it's, it's been hard because I've had to adapt. Because going to events and talking to people is not my strong suit. Mm-hmm. So, but as I've been going to events, gradually I've become more open. I know that, okay, let me try to be natural. It's almost like fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Because you have to act like you know what you're talking about. So you have to actually, as you said, go out of your comfort zone, talk to people, and let them get to know who you are, what you do. And eventually you build up that, I don't know, like that tolerance in a way that, okay, I can talk to people, I can be more extroverted in a way and get to know people, get contacts, and eventually do more stuff like this as we go along. Mm-hmm. Well, you've talked about networking as one of the key things. Um, anything else that, you know, over the five-year period you feel has helped you to stay the course of, of being this technology entrepreneur that you see yourself as? I mean, I think one of the other things is just kind of just reaching out and asking for help. I think that's one of the things that um, maybe some entrepreneurs don't talk about is the fact that, okay, I have a network. Let me reach out to them and ask them, hey, can you help me with X, Y, Z? And I think that the, the worst thing they can say is no. But the fact that some of them will say, yes, I can help you with this aspect. Oh, do you need sponsorship for this? They'll say yes. Or do I need maybe some um, help as far as setting up or going to an event, can I get media passes to talk to this person, that person? Some say yes, some say no, but the fact that I, I can actually ask my network and they, I get feedback is actually been very crucial. Because, like, for instance, this podcast I've been doing, I've gotten a chance to interview really good guests. For instance, the Visa Country Manager of Ghana, I got to do a podcast with her. I just asked and said, hey, would you mind being on this show? And she said yes. 
So the fact that I have that network and I can ask and find out if I can get, you know, help has been really helpful. So just trying to go out of my comfort zone, just asking for help has been helpful. I see. I see. So asking for help and networking, two of your, your, your top, you know, Absolutely. how have you dealt with the environment within which you operate? I mean, and this is on different levels. Firstly, of course, you know, even getting the people, the, the connections, obviously the networking helped. But secondly, to a certain extent, even the overarching sort of governance, more or less, because you're paying your own bills, you're paying your own yes, power, yes. water, yeah, internet, internet yeah. domain. You're dealing with all of these things yourself. Yeah. And yes, maybe the networking might open doors, but something needs to bring in the money. And True. there needs to be a setup or a system within which you can thrive as you know you put in at least you know some something how 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 have you dealt with the wider environment yeah so that has been the, i think the most challenging aspects of thing trying to figure out to stay afloat while running an uh, online business because it, as you said it's not free like because i have to pay i have to pay hosting i have to pay services if i get somebody to come and write for me i have to pay them you know things like that so in that aspect it's been hard um, one of the things that has helped, I think, is online advertising. You know, naturally, I use Google for my advertising, but I don't want the website to be advertising-focused. So, yeah, that has helped in some ways. You know, at, at some point, as we get more viewerships or more readerships, you know, the ads kick in and get a payout. But it's not much, but it helps. So one thing I've been doing is more bootstrapping, just using my own funds to help the site keep up, site up and running. But I think down, I think maybe... Uh, I think year two, year three, I've been looking more at the business side of things because, you know, you can actually do some business services with the website. So maybe um, brands want to come and say, oh, can you do a, a, a feature for us, a post for us that will pay for it? So I've been looking to that aspect, okay, if you want to pitch Technova to write a story for you or cover this, and you want to pay a fee, this is how much we charge, and this helps us pay our bills. Mm. So for the past couple of years, it has it's been good in that aspect, just trying to keep the site afloat. I think I haven't been more business focused, more, it's a bit more about the content. The quality of the content really matters to me. Right. So in that aspect, it's been more of that. But I think going this year, we've been more a bit business focused. Okay, how do we leverage our network? We say that we're also running a side business that, hey, you can actually pay for stuff and we publish it for you. Or we can do um, sponsored content for you or ads for you and you just pay as a fee and then you get your stuff out there. So we're doing that aspect. We're doing that with newsletters on our newsletter platform. We do now on the website as well, and we hope to do more with the, uh, with the podcasting as well. So you can do advertising on a podcast, which is more interactive. So now we're kind of jumping more into business side. Tell us about the we. You, you, you reference the we. A lot of the time is me. <laughs> Tell us about the we. Tell us about the team, what, what it's been like putting the team together, keeping the team motivated, you know, pushing. Because you yeah. did start alone, but I'm guessing you've had to bring in some people over the over yes. the period yeah so as you say it's been difficult to understand so yes i have brought an outside help to help with some of the things we do on, online mm -hmm. so most of it has been more of content so if somebody wants to write for the site say okay i want to bring in an intern or some a writer to come in and write articles for me so i think last year we had a had some couple of interns most were from other different countries like i know we had two people from nigeria um, no three people from nigeria and one from kenya so we had them write content based in their countries, like what's happening in the Kenyan tech system, 
what's happening in Nigeria as far as the OIP system. So they may help him as well. Um, we also hired an operations person who manages everything as far as, you know, pushing out the content, making sure interns write the content, making sure everything's on time, publishing, things like that. So, yeah, in and out, we've been bringing people in, we've been paying them, make sure that, okay, they're paid well, they, when they write the content, when they push, the, push everything for Technova as far as the brand. So it's been good as far. And this year, I'm hoping to do more of that. Um, we're open to guest contributions now, but I'm hoping that when we also get more um, cash positive, we can bring in more interns to write for the website as well. Is a cash ever a problem? It's a ever problem. I mean, sometimes we use some of the funds from the advertising revenue, and I use some of my funds as well to pay for that. Mm. So it's 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 like a little bit balanced. So it's not really a problem per se, but we would like to be more cash positive this year. I can imagine that you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I have to always think and strategize. Okay, how do we make money? Oh, we have this. Let's leverage our network and see. Maybe we can get connects who want to pay for the site. Things like that. So it's trying to be more business savvy, trying to be more business oriented, as also pushing the content as well. You sometimes lose it. Yes, several times. Several times. Over the past couple of years, I've been contemplating, you know, this website, you know, it's, 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 it's hard in the pockets because you have to pay, as you said, domain, website, web hosting, things like that. It's hard in the pockets. So, is it really a good business? Do we keep going? You know, I've contemplated shutting it down for a site sometime. You know, I get tired. You know, trying to research data is hard. It's still, still hard. Mm -hmm. Trying to find data, write stories, it's still hard. And I'm like, I, I should just like maybe lay low. Just, you know, just get a nine to five. Sure. Maybe nine to five, relax, you know, close the site down. Let it be somebody else's problem to deal with. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, this is a really good, it's a good asset. It's like, it's helping people. People know about the website, and they're getting data. They're telling me they're loving the website and stuff. I'm like, I can't let people down, <laughs> in a way. So we keep going, keep going. But yeah, it's, it's been, sometimes I, I get a little frustrated because it doesn't make money. The website doesn't make money as I want it to make money. But on the other hand, it's still a good asset. People love it. People like the content, they tell me they are, every, every morning they wake up, they check Technova and see what's on the website, the news thing, everything. So, and also the networking has been really good for me because I've known people I hadn't, I wouldn't have known without the website. Yeah. yeah. Now, in terms of expansion, um, you, you talked about how much you want to be more cash positive this year. Yeah. And that obviously means expansion in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, either from a human resource point of view or from even just a technical resource point of view and quite a number of things. Um, in terms of staying the course, expansion obviously is the next step. Yeah. You know, and when you are in a position where you, when you look at the macro, it doesn't look very positive. Dollar is yeah. taking a swim in the Red Sea yeah. and everything else. How do you, how do you maneuver around expansion in an environment that's as volatile as this? Um, so I think what I've, I've been doing better you know, along the years is doing better planning. Because like I said, when I started, it was just like, let's start and see what happens. But now be more intentional with planning. So for this year, for instance, our 2023 plan, as you said, is about expansion. Do we, how do we expand to cover content in different African countries? 
how do we expand to be more business savvy? Like, what are the avenues to get revenue for an online news website? Um, who do I talk to as far as maybe getting funding? Because online media, you don't get funding, especially in Africa, where it's not really uh, a mecca for like tech uh, news funding, because you have to rely on ad online advertising, which is hard. So trying to leverage all that, but being more intentional about who can I reach out to, who can I ask, or can I get a grant, maybe, because what I'm doing is news-based, or journalistic-based. So yeah, being more intentional about planning. Um, I've also been talking to people about, you know, um, I wouldn't say outright being bought, but more partnerships. Okay, how can I partner and leverage on something where we get, we get funding from that, maybe a venture capital or somebody who wants to give us money to keep the site going. I've had conversations, like last year, I had different conversations with people about, you know, getting um, internal funding, like them giving us money to actually keep going. I've been talking to people about um, possibly partnering with other big news websites in other countries to actually do partnership where we share revenue, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's more planning, trying to see how best to leverage networks, leverage partnerships to actually grow the business. So, yeah, that's been this plan as a plan for this year. And also how to even do different content because online content is great, but we need to see how best we can actually, like I said, I talk about the podcast. How do we leverage that? How do we um, make that a business as well? Not just doing the content, but also making money from it. So, yeah, it's been different conversations with different people. Um, been, you know, signing some agreements here and there. Hopefully this year to come to fruition where we might announce that, okay, we've been... We've been made a partnership with so-and-so who has been giving us a grant or funding for certain things. So, yeah, it, things are in the pipeline. One of the things about um, being a tech entrepreneur is sometimes you forget about self-care. Mm. You know, and how, how have you managed that side of, of life? Because that's where the balance really is, yeah. if there's ever any balance. But... Yeah. I mean, is it important, first of all? And if it is, how have you been able to maneuver self-care as a technology entrepreneur in this space as part of your journey of staying the course? Yeah, so in the beginning, I used to be very, very bad about self-care. As I said, like, I'll be staying up late nights just trying to write content, and I've been missing sleep, which is very bad. It's not the, it doesn't do well for your mental health. Because when you wake up cranky, you can't focus straight. So as we've gone along, I said about the planning, I've been very careful about that. So now I'm looking to leverage like different online tools and things to, okay, how do I use certain tools to make my life better? Because in the beginning, I was doing more of the, like some graphics on the website, I did myself. I would design it myself, put it out. But now as we're going along, I'm using more online tools to leverage that and just create stuff that automates itself. So I've been doing that a lot. So what happens, it saves me time. So I know I can put out content, schedule it ahead of time, and just walk away and do things on my own. So it's been helpful in that aspect. So as far as that, and it helps with my mental health because then I can just say, okay, I can have time to do this, something, watch a movie, read a book, do something else, other than just pure focus on taking over. So last couple of years have been really helpful. And bringing people into has helped a lot because then I, I don't have to manage every aspect of things. Right. I just can just like you know tell this person I need you to do a story or research about this, and you just put the content and I'll edit it and I'll publish it. So it's been helpful as far as time time management. So I don't have to do everything at once. Right. So over the years, 
the beginning was hard, but then as it went along, I'm like, okay, I can delegate. I can say, mm-hmm. I can use this tool to just create it automatically and then move on to do other things, which has helped tremendously for me. Right, right. I mean, I, I, I now want to get a bit more into some of the extra stuff. Um, so, for example, I, I would want to find out from you throughout last year, what were some of your biggest highlights within the tech space in, in Ghana? Okay, um, last year, last year was interesting. I think last year, for instance, we celebrated um, Technovis five years. I think it was in April, which is good. And that helped us get a feature in the business of Financial Times, which was actually pretty good because, like I said, I've not really been about advertising the website. You know, mm-hmm. I'll put it out there, but it's not as much. Right. So to get that feature where we're celebrating the fact that Technovis has been around for five years, just doing content here and there, it was really good. Just to, It's kind of like... Uh, you know, a little bow on the birthday cake that, hey, we've, we've been, done something. Yeah, we've done something. We've been recognized, which is fantastic. And the fact that last year also we got our highest readership last year was pretty impressive. The fact that people are acknowledging and saying, oh, we read your website. You know, I got some um, hype from some of the, like Tech Cabal, for instance. They say, oh, we love what you're doing with Technova in Ghana. It's pretty good. Read some of your contents. They link back to some of their content where they write. Mm-hmm. So knowing that my peers and other countries are seeing what I'm doing and acknowledging that, oh, I'm doing a good job, I think that helped as well you know, during, during these five years. So that was kind of highlights. That's getting recognition, you know, getting invites from companies and saying, want to help cover this event, things like that. Because last year also, we got a chance to cover the African FinTech and DeFi events, which was great because that was the first time in Ghana. And the fact that we got an invite to that to cover it was really tremendous and big for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we got, like, coverage for that. We got visibility knowing that we were one of the major um, tech uh, publications to cover that event. It was fantastic. But within the wider tech space in Ghana, were there any things that really stuck out for you um, last year? Uh, last year, hmm, that's an interesting question. I think what happened last year, the fact that um, I think I had to do more of the events. The events that we've seen more, like, I think for us, like eSports, for instance, was a big thing that came out. Right. We've seen more eSports coverage, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. The fact that okay, we know that more startups are being more, I guess, intentional about being um, what they're doing, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Because back in the past, they were very quiet and neat. Yeah, they do that thing and they stay in their corner and everything else, but they weren't coming out. But last year, the fact that they would, you know, email me and say, oh, we have a story for you want to cover it. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. So I knew about these companies that are coming up and, you know, launching their new products and new services and say, oh, by the way, we got this funding for this year. Do you want to like, cover it on your website? Mm-hmm. So the fact that the technical system is now being a bit more intentional about coverage was fantastic. And I think this year we might see more of that, which I'm happy about. So, yeah, that was a big highlight last year. And, and speaking of which, I, I, have you seen an improvement in terms of how open tech businesses are to having a, being a little more open about what they're doing, how they're doing, who is investing? Have you seen an improvement in that since, you know, you kicked off, you know, about mm. five, five years ago? Have, have, are they more open? Are, are the technology companies more open? Because it's, it's re- I can imagine how frustrating it would be 
looking for information from these companies, you having to call them mm-hmm. without you know them putting out press releases and yeah. things like that, which. I mean, it would be the easiest thing to do if you're outside of this country. Very but true. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to report on tech in Ghana because a lot of the, the companies do not even want to tell you what they are doing. Yeah, that is very true. Um, so Have they been open? Uh, yes and no. There are some companies who definitely reach out and say... Are they the ones that are doing well that want to talk about it? or? I think that the ones that are coming up are now... Uh, leveraging like that media access like okay oh we know this website does tech let's send them an email or give them a call mm-hmm. they say we want to talk mm-hmm. about this so i think the up-and-coming ones are definitely reaching out and saying that oh can we get coverage or oh, we have this interesting thing you want to cover it but the more established companies um not really we don't we don't see much openness from them as of yet i don't know if because they're big so they, free, they think that okay we can just keep going and then we'll get coverage regardless. It doesn't matter. Right. But this year we're hoping that to be more open with them and just sort of kind of pitch them on why they need to be more open right. with like tech businesses. It's like you being a consultant almost. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the things in our pipeline, just trying to see, okay, let's pitch them why they need to be more open what they're doing because they're doing great things. Like lots of companies are doing really good things. Mm. I know, for instance, some companies have been in the works for like 10 years, but I have never heard of them or what they've been doing. Right. So I want to reach out to those companies and say, hey, you're doing a good job, but nobody knows what you're doing in the, in the Ghanaian space. So let us help you get gain access or give you more coverage so that you can even get new um, customers. Because it helps you, because people who don't know what you're doing, never heard of you. Nobody, you, yeah, yeah. nobody knows what you're doing. And it's good because it tells a story that, hey, this company has been in the works for 10 years. They've been doing these services, doing this and that. It helps with you know, creating that storyline that, okay, somebody can actually Google you and find out, oh, this company has been doing it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Because when they Google, they might get a technical article saying that this is the timeline of that company, mm-hmm. which helps. And, they, yeah. and so, yeah, they have been, they now have been open, but the up-and-coming ones have been open, which is a good thing. Young companies are doing more, reaching out, trying to be, get more coverage. It's good for them, but we need more of the established companies to be more open. I see. I'm going to pause here, and I want you to think through, like, your key advice on staying the course. We've talked about networking and all of that, but your personal sort of tidbits, you know, for entrepreneurs within the space, you know, just something to look out for based on just lessons you've picked up over the last couple of, of, of years. Okay, so um, this is uh, Advice Central. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, when 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 you sit down and you think about um, technology entrepreneurs in the space, challenges you face, challenges you foresee that they probably haven't even thought about, yeah. um, you know, words of advice, things that they should be looking out for, anything within that framework. Yeah, um, so as far as advice, um, like I said in the beginning, when I started Technova, I had no idea that I'll be doing this for like five years now. I, I did not contemplate that. I was just trying to build something for people like me to actually like and read and access. 
I mean, so if I had to give like a piece of advice, I'm, I would say if what you're doing, you're really passionate about it, like you think that this is going to help, I would say, yeah, start that project if you have it in your head because other people probably are trying to solve the problem or want a solution to the problem you're facing. So it's good to actually start it. And also, I think one of the things that I wish I'd done in the beginning was to ask for more help. Because when I started, I, I started out with, you know, yeah, I'll do the coverage myself, do things myself. But I wish I'd asked for more help and more support. But I think if we had started with that, we would have gotten a little more visibility and a little more, I guess, help in a way. Because as I said, people appreciate the website. They love the fact that they can come to a website, get news coverage about Africa, Africa techpreneurs, Africa tech startups, things like that. So I think I, think I wish I'd asked for more help in the beginning. But also, one of the things too I've also learned or I've been, you know, getting better at is the networking aspect because that has been really good. Sometimes you think when you go network, it's, it's sort of like a hassle. It's like, ah, I just go there, stand there, drink, you know, talk to people here and there. But actually, it's really beneficial because you get to know people in different spaces who might be able to help you grow. So you're thinking that, oh, you need um, something to build in this aspect or you need uh, information. If you go to these events, you might meet somebody who actually knows what or how to get you help. But I think for like the I think it was last year, last couple of years before, I went to an event and knew somebody who said, "Oh, Technova, I know somebody who might be interested in helping you guys with some things." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." Wow. So we exchanged emails and eventually, like, "Oh yeah, here's an email of somebody who can help you." And eventually, it you know, I've been getting like little gigs here and there for those companies, which has been fantastic. So yeah, I think networking is very, very important. I didn't think it would help me, like, or because I'm an introvert, I wasn't like looking at that aspect at all. But just knowing that it can open a door for you, or open doors for you, has been really beneficial. So yes, please use that networking for your benefit. It really, really helps. You need to meet people because people are in the space, they are there. But if you don't reach out and try to meet these people, you will never know what you can actually use for your own benefit. So I definitely say yes do networking as well and as far as help please get a support system that's really really helpful because you know people like you Philip has been helping me because you, you know call me on the show we talk about different topics here and there and that's been really beneficial because then it's like okay I know this person I can reach out to them they can help me or they can actually you know sponsor or you know tell somebody about me which helps my website grow it gets me good um, content everything else so yeah I would definitely say have a support system Somebody you can call, text, and say email and say, "Oh, I need help with this. Can you help out?" They'll be willing to help you because they actually believe in your vision, mm. and they can actually help you open up more doors. Mm. So it supports them, help. And you know, my family's been supportive. My friends and family have helped me, you know, stay the course. Sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, "This website is killing me. It's killing my pockets. It's killing my bank account." <laughs> but the fact that they appreciate what I'm doing, and I talk about my ideas and stuff, and they give me feedback. As really helpful. Like, hey, I asked him, what do you think about this? Oh, like, oh, we can help you. One of my work colleagues last year said, oh, you know somebody who's willing to actually help fund Technova. And I'm like, okay, let me speak to them. Let's, let's see what you know, they, they can help with. And that's been really good. I think this year, hopefully, we can get something started, which is going to help Technova, I said, grow and expand. Absolutely. So, yeah, that support system really, really helps. I would always say, reach out to your support system. Let them know what you're feeling, what you're thinking, your ideas, things like that. Because you never know what you can get. So, yeah, if anything I can give advice on is your networking. 
get out of your comfort zone. Don't be scared to get out, get out of your comfort zone. Please do. It's beneficial in the long term. Also, yeah, support system, really helpful. Reach out to your friends, ask them for ideas, get, let them get a feedback for you, because that can help you actually fine-tune what you're doing. Because sometimes you think you're doing really well, when somebody comes and tells you, actually, you should try this, this might be helpful for you. And that's helped in the long run, too, for me. So, yes, yeah, support system networking has been really beneficial for me. So as far as advice, please reach out to your support system. Try to network more and more. Go out to events, talk to people. You know, tell them what you're doing. Be a bit self-promotional about what you're doing, too. Right. The beginning, I wasn't self-promotional. I was being there in my corner just typing, you know, <laughs> publishing. But now I'm like, hey, you know, I run this website. It's a cool website called Technova. Yeah. We do really cool content. You should check us out. And I'm not afraid to do that now. I'm like, because it's been really good, you know, doing this five years. Now I'm talking to people. I'm saying, oh, I run Technova. I do this. You know, I do this content. What do you do? Things like that. So, yes, be a bit self-promotional because people actually love your content more than you think they know. Because mm. I'm going for events. Mm. People say, oh, you're a Technova. I love your website. And I'm like, really? Thank you. Because I didn't know people were reading. Because yeah. I don't get comments on the website, but in public, I get really good feedback. So, yes, please reach out to your network, support system, network a lot, and just be a bit self-promotional because I think in the end it actually helps. Mm. I wanted us to wrap up the conversation with looking at the Ghana tech scene and what you feel is not going right. Mm. There's a lot that's going left clearly. Yeah. Um, what, 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 is, what is not going right from where you sit? How, when, you, when you look at the scene? Um, I think there's still too many silos because there's not enough crossover when it comes to different sectors. I've always been saying this, that Art and tech don't cross over enough, in my opinion, because there, there's really things, a lot of things that tech and art can combine and make actually a big impact. You know, there's this app I've been using, I think it's called Art Split, where artists can put their art online and people can actually buy it mm-hmm. online, mm-hmm. which is a good business for the artists because mm-hmm. artists are always saying that their works are not appreciated. So if you put your art online, people can auction and buy it, mm-hmm. that's giving you money. And we don't see enough of that like combination of that partnership. So we need to see more of that kind of partnership combination coming together. We're still too siloed. There's not enough um, partnership with tech and some other sector in the field. We need to see more of that. And also we don't talk, we don't do enough, I guess, self-promotion. Nigerians are all over the place when it comes to what they do. They're all like, oh yeah, you know, I, I built this company. And, and it's interesting when they come to Ghana and they're doing pitches. Yeah. You know, you can you can tell the difference between the Ghanaian company and the Nigerian exactly. or the Kenyan tech, tech 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 entrepreneur. Exactly, they're not afraid to just put themselves out there and say, "This is my business. I built this really cool business. What I'm doing." When it comes to the Ghanaian side, it's, we don't do a lot of self promotion. I've seen way more ads, way more promotion from Nigerian companies in Ghana now than I'm seeing Ghanaian companies do themselves. Which is, I'm like, you're letting the competition come in and take over. So we need to be more self-promotion, do more self-promotion, because the Ghanaian consumer doesn't know enough about what Ghanaian tech companies are doing. They're not enough like Ghanaian users talking about the apps that are Ghanaian. They talk about, oh, yeah, I use, you know, Paystack. I use um, maybe um, this app from Kenya. I use this app from South Africa. We don't talk about our own stuff, but th- we have a lot of cool stuff that here in Ghana that we don't talk about. So I think we need to do more self-promotion more partnerships, more 
we need to do maybe like in more mergers and collaborations with between Ghanaian companies. The silos are too much. Eh? Too many silos, too many people doing their own thing. People trying to create things that already exist mm-hmm. without trying to reach out to somebody who's done already and say, let's partner up. Right. People are trying to build their own things. I'm like, but we already have enough, I guess, fintech app. Why are you building another fintech app? Just go and work. Yeah, it, like, and, and for you as a writer, for you as someone who does a, a lot of research, um, I'm, I, I can imagine how tiring it must be sometimes when someone approaches you, I want you to write about my business, and you ask them a couple of questions, and you, you can write from there, you can sort of punch holes in, oh, yeah, in, in, in what they're trying to build. Yeah, it's been like, I'm like, this is a duplication. You're not making anything that's new. You're not making anything that's like specifically solving a problem. Right. You're just building another payment app. There's so many payments apps I can use, and you're not. It's going to be one of the hundreds of them out there. Right. So I'm like, when I talk to people, I'm like, I don't know if the app works. I don't know if your business actually works. You're not really solving a very unique problem in the Ghanaian space. Do they? How do they take those those no, kinds did, of critique? I just tell them, like, I just give them an honest assessment. They're like, I'll, I'll tell them why it doesn't work because I've seen other people do it, or I've seen mm-hmm. other companies who are doing bigger things. And yeah. I'm telling you that if you run this now. You might, you know, run for six months, seven months, but then you flame out because there are bigger competitors out there than what you're doing. And I give him and say, hey, maybe you should partner up, or you should partner with some other existing startups that are coming up right. and form a bigger company because maybe the three of you can combine it and form a bigger company, and you, the three of you try and do all yourself at once. Right. So, yeah, I just try to say, hey, guys, it's time to do more mergers and collaborations because... I think we're duplicating too much. Right. Well, it's too much in our silos, not talking enough, and we're not doing enough self-promotion, mm-hmm. so nobody knows about us. So, yes, I would say that in the space, I would love to see more collaboration, more, more partnerships, more mergers, I guess, more self-promotion of what we do in our space. Because otherwise, lots of companies are coming in from other African countries, coming to Ghana to actually you know, take up that space. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we need to be more intentional about what we do here. It sounds scary the way you, you put it. It almost feels like we are going to be sitting around the table, we're going to be seated around the table, and very soon we'll be losing a lot of the tech entrepreneurs that we have, mm-hmm. and then their places are going to be taken by people who are just popping in and then, you know, from other countries as well. Absolutely, because this part, they can see that market and say, okay, there's space here. They don't have, like, have much much information about market share of things, but they can see, oh, there's opportunities here we can leverage. So they're going to come in and say, let's try and see what we can do. Mm. You know, there's ride-sharing companies who are trying to come into Ghana and take up space because, you know, there's Uber is there, Bolt is there, but they can still come in and do something. Your Yangos are still popping up and all these others are popping up in, in between. Exactly. So now... If you're not, if you don't take care, the multinational companies are going to come into Ghana and say, "Okay, we're going to grab all your developers because you're not paying them enough, or they, we can actually leverage them, mm-hmm. use them for our companies." So mm-hmm. we need to be a bit more intentional about let's promote ourselves a little more, let's build up and merge, before these other competitors come into our market and take up all our resources. And that was a rather inspiring conversation. I, I do hope you know that conversation really um, meant something to you and, and probably gave you 
um, a bit of insight into what it will mean to survive 2023 because it's not very easy to stay the course, but it is possible. And you just have to um, stick to your guns and and just like you know Albert said, you know, sharing with us, you know, some of his his key points and 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 uh, his key lessons over the period. Now let's get straight into some technology news um, that has been making the waves over the course of the last few weeks. Apple's latest um, iOS 16.3 um, update is now available for iPhone. Um, I think I've downloaded it um, somewhere last week. Um, it began rolling out, um, you know, to users. Um, and, you know, it's as usual for with most iOS updates is, is often not, you know, the biggest changes. It's just some very cute little changes here and there. Um, and one of the biggest changes obviously is, um, an option to, um, change your wallpaper to Anna Black History Month. Interesting touch, lovely touch. Um, there's often not that much that changes with iOS, um, you know, updates. But hey, um, if if you are into updating your device, which I strongly agree that you should, um, I think it is it is something that you should be doing right about now. The biggest new feature is the security keys option, which allows um, all users um, to require a physical security key when setting up a new device or resetting their passwords. Now. The physical security key would replace the verification codes that are sent to your existing devices as part of the two-factor authentication process. Now, according to Apple, this feature will only work with third-party hardware. And so you should bear that in mind if that is one of the things that you are considering and doing. Now, the full list um, of updates, um, new utility, wallpaper, honoring Black History, and culture and celebration of Black History Month. The security keys, as I said, for Apple ID allows users to strengthen their security of the of the account by requiring a physical security key as part of the two-factor authentication signing process on new devices. There is now support for HomePod second generation. There's emergency SOS as well, um, and it requires you to hold down the side button with the up or down button and then releasing in order to prevent inadvertent emergency calls. So yes, a bit tricky that you you probably have to do it a couple of times. I've I've never used emergency SOS ever. Um, um you it's it fixed an issue in free form for those of you who use it where you know um drawing strokes created with Apple Pencil or your finger may not appear on shared boards. If you use Freeform, you would notice and um, appreciate this this particular um, update. Freeform is, is is an app that I have come to appreciate unwillingly. Um, you know, basically because my if I need a space for my kids to just write stuff and draw stuff, it's it's one of the best places to do that. Just open it and allow them to draw and write whatever they they want or scribble for want of a of, of, of a better um, of a better word so um, yeah um, there also was an issue where Siri was not responding properly to music requests that has also been resolved it's resolved an issue where Siri requests in car play may not be understood correctly um, yeah that tends to happen even when it is not in car play mode for those who use your iPhones and use Siri as well but 
one of the biggest stories over the last couple of weeks has been the fact that Spotify is cutting 6% of its workforce, which is impacting about 600 people. Google is also cutting its workforce down. It seems quite a number of the tech companies are, are doing that. Now, music streaming service Spotify has announced that it will be conducting a round of layoffs that will impact around 6% of its global workforce in the most recent earnings release, the company said that there were about 9,808 full-time workers working for Spotify today. Um, basically, 600 of those employees would have to say goodbye. Um, and it's, it's something that is, is happening you know, across a lot of the tech companies, um, quite a number of them, like I said, Google, for example, laying off quite a number um, of of its employees. Microsoft, for example, announced that it was laying off 10,000 people. Google's parent company, Alphabet, said it was laying 12,000 jobs or laying away 12,000 jobs. Um, Amazon, Meta, Salesforce, and many other of these companies have also announced their own forms of layoffs um, in recent weeks. And so it looks like the, the trend is, is going on. They just need one company to start and everybody else sort of falls in line. Um, to say, to say goodbye to its employees. And, um, you know, as you'd expect, most of the workers from these companies are not happy about, about these, um, um, cuts, but, you know, I'm sure the business has a reason why it's doing that. Now, I'm sure quite a number of you also have heard about the chat GPT bot, um, <laughs> um, the craze. Everybody wants to be a part of that. Um, everybody wants to, um, see the limits that um, ChatGPT basically um, can be pushed to. It's basically um, uh, a platform or an app in a certain sense, and it's, it interacts with you like a human being would. Um, and the latest news is that it has passed the Wharton Business School exam. <laughs> Scary. Uh, it, it, I mean, interactions are pretty real for those who have, have used it. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of scary how it can, it can pass a business school exam. It's basically, um, you know, an AI chatbot that generates its own text, um, as opposed to responding to existing prompts. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of the biggest things. The education community especially has been quite worried. And it's, it's interesting when you think about the modes of instruction in Ghana and, um, how this platform is likely to tip it off. You know, will tip everything on its in its head. I mean, if it can pass a Wharton Business School exam, you can just imagine um, what it can potentially do. There was the, the you know there was this big joke about the fact that um, <laughs> you know things like WASI and some of the exams in Ghana are not that um, are not that advanced enough, and probably this AI platform is likely to fail the exam. But you know, the the jury is out there on that one. Um, it's, it's obviously gotten everybody really excited. Um, lots of people are interacting with it and interfacing with it in different ways. Um, and you know, it's, it does everything from writing song lyrics and people have used it in all manner of ways, but it's a very, um, interesting, um, platform for those of you who've used it. Um, the latest story about that also is the fact that now, um, you would have to pay, um, a certain amount for its, its use. I mean, that was pretty obvious. Um, you know, um, they, they have to introduce, you know, some level of measure, um, around it. I mean, it's, it's been used to generate essays and, and things like that in the past. And it's only 
it's only a wonder what else you'll be able to do um in the next couple of of months i mean we'll just keep our eyes open for that one and um one of the biggest stories as well is the fact that microsoft is looking at and and has actually really considered um you know putting lots of money lots billions into a new deal um with a company behind chat gpt because i'm sure it sees it as its future people have talked about the fact that chat gpt basically is is likely to replace google in a certain sense um just because of the level of interactivity that you get from the platform and the way it understands you and all of that but i'm guessing this is why probably microsoft will look at putting a lot of money into it um because hey it's a competitive world out there and it's either you innovate or you die and so um it's uh, open open ai which is the company behind chat gpt um obviously would would have a lot on its hands in the next couple of weeks because they will have quite a number of people looking at buying them out or investing and i do hope they make the right um decisions um so yeah fingers crossed and uh, let's see how how that one goes but you know that's that's where we draw the curtain down on the show today um it's been a real pleasure coming coming your way i do hope you've enjoyed the show i have um thank you so much to joe um joseph albert curry for helping us to appreciate what it means to stay the course in 2023 um, um and even beyond and uh very very much appreciate your contribution to the show and to those of you who did the listening a big thank you um for tuning in this is the first show of the year um there's lots to come um over the course of the year this is our ninth year i'm really really excited about that and so and all of this obviously has been made possible by you and we'll continue to tune in every week really appreciate um your making time to join us on the show my name is for the person the show will be available as a podcast so please make sure you check out all the streaming platforms or the podcast platforms that you know and the show will be available as a podcast for you to download and enjoy till next week stay techy <laughs>